What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Bachelors in the City. I am Peter. And I'm Dustin. We have a great show for you today. We were recently on our friend's podcast, uh, Men of the Hour, um, the one and only Justin Crawford. Amazing guy. Work ethic is undeniably one of the best I've seen. Justin's one of those guys that you just... You you meet and you're impressed right off the bat. Justin was one of my uh, first friends here in New York that uh, that I had the pleasure of of meeting and just like Dustin was kind of saying, just someone that's just great work work ethic, great person, um, just got has all the energy in the world and uh, does so much good with that energy. Uh, he's got his uh, his podcast, Men of the Hour. We had, we had the uh, opportunity to go on and uh, now it's our turn. We get him on. We're excited to talk with him about podcasting the whole world here and hear his perspective. Uh, but he's also just a good friend, so uh, we're excited to uh, to bring him on. Yeah, so let's let's get into it. Jay Craw, let's go, baby. All right, it's our man Justin Crawford, the man of the hour, soon to be. The man of the year, in my opinion. What's let's up, go, Justin? Let's go. I love you, boys. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the invitation. This will be super fun. You know, you, you guys are the bachelors of the city. Uh, some people have said man of the hour, um, but listen, you guys are the fucking man of the hour, dude. Now, Justin, it is. Uh, it is great to have you on. We had a ton of fun going on your pod, but dude. So, for for everyone that doesn't know, uh, you are. Actually, you, one of my first friends in New York City, um, you know, meet, from meeting people, uh, new people in the city. We got uh, we got together like the first week, right? First week I, yeah. got, I moved into um, to the city, got lunch, kind of took me under your wing, and uh, it's very grateful for that. But um, yeah, man, just uh, been building a great friendship since then. Obviously, uh, you are killing it in the uh, in the podcast game. So I guess we could kind of just dive into that exact topic right now. Um, how long How long have you had uh, a podcast? Oh, man. Well, first of all, yeah, I think I called you and when I interviewed you a long time ago. I think it was about a year and a half ago. Uh, you had told me you were coming to New York. Right, so I, yeah. pl- I plotted that one out and I was like, wait, let me call Pete a week before he gets here uh, and we're going to go to lunch. And then Dusty came and moved in with you a little after that. But yo, um, God, I started podcasting last fall. I spent the entire months of July and August kind of planning out the men of the hour, what that was going to be like, who I wanted to tune in, why I wanted them to tune in, kind of lineup I wanted. It wasn't my show. I'm nobody. The two of y'all for Bachelors in the City is the perfect thing because you are bachelors here in the city, uh, give or take the show and off the show. But I think with men of the hour, it was it was the guests. So I spent like so much time with my producer and I just thinking about why we wanted to launch a podcast. It was an alternative. I was always doing red carpets mm-hmm. in the city, interviewing celebrities and stuff like that, um, doing some lifestyle packages. And then finally the pandemic hit and I was like, oh my God, I'm getting impatient. Like I, I need to interview people. This is, my, this is my therapy. This is my life. This is how I get to know people. This is how we met. It's literally how we met. Yeah. And that's how I've made a lot of friends, actually, because you get deep with people when you have conversations. So anyway, long story short, this is like last fall. I spent two months prepping it, about a month doing a test launch with uh, uh, Boris Kojo, Gabriel Iglesias, Jonathan Bennett, and David Archuleta. Built some traction, uh, obviously through their fan base and then some people who believed in the show like I did. Uh, and then we just kept going every Monday after that, starting in October. 
Man, that's so dope. So give a little bit, tell people right now, like, what's your background? Like, what, what did you start in? Oh, where, where did you go to school? Yeah. Which, you know, just give us the whole... The, Y'all are the best. Give it, give it all. Well, so f- I, I'm from Japan originally. My, my mom's Japanese. My dad's, uh, he was in the Air Force. Um, so I was born in Japan, but long story short, like really long story short, about the first 17, 16, 17 years of my life, I went between... Japan and the U.S. It's like every two or three years, Air Force brats move or Air Force families rather. Uh, That was kind of the Mm -hmm. background then. Um, And then I was cheerleading. So cheerleading took me from Japan to the U.S. and I was doing some high school competitive, then eventually cheered for a little bit at the University of Tennessee. And just like anybody, you, you start getting ready for college and you start thinking about what your career is. But I've plotted this for so long. Did I plot the podcast? No, I never thought I would launch a podcast. I didn't even know what it was. Um, but I always yeah. knew it was going to be journalism, interviewing uh, celebrities, red carpets, you know, stuff like that. But I'd been doing uh, this since high school. It was about sophomore year, well, freshman year, really. I was starting to think about journalism, media, TV, all that stuff. And then that changes as the years go on because now it's no longer just the Today Show and Jimmy Fallon that people want to work at. It's like, well, I'm going to launch my own podcast while working at NBC. And that's kind of where we're at now. So what what kind of red carpet interviewing like were you doing? Ugh, this everything. was for NBC. Yeah, well, really it was for a company called Bold TV while I was working at NBC. And um okay. I mean, you name it, fashion week, galas. I mean, New York City, as you guys have seen, and, and to make it kind of relevant for the podcast, I feel like New York City is one of the hubs where people are like, yeah, I guess some stuff happens here, but it's mainly business. You think of Wall Street and fashion. So then finally for me, I was like, well, what if I'm that guy that didn't go to LA to do this hosting and celebrity interviewing thing? Uh, and then we started getting on carpets with people like E or Access and NBC4. Um, when I say we, I mean me and people that I would hire a video camera for, for Bold TV. TV. Uh, and that was a dream come true. But it was like a couple months before NBC had started. So I worked there full time. But, you know, this whole red carpet thing's been going on for about two and a half years now until the pandemic. Well, I bet you're uh, chomping to get back to that. So I feel like everyone, um, <laughs> for sure, in like the whole bachelor world, it's, I feel like so many people have, have created a podcast, right? Um, it seems like everyone has one or everyone wants one. But I think it's, you know, what I wonder is what what's the what in your opinion what is the key to longevity with a podcast something that can truly last more than just being you know a couple episode hit wonder or whatnot or you know a year or two I'm mean, like something that could truly go for for a while as long as long as you want it to go I think you have to start with your mission statement and your value prop those are the biggest things like when you're thinking about a show. Of course, the name matters. Of course, the guest lineup is great. Um, but there's been weeks where I had to scrap around to get a guest on the show. I was calling friends. Hey, will you come on this podcast? Because you have to consistently mm-hmm. do it. It is no longer about who's on the show, who hosts the show, and what the branding really looks like. I mean, you want those things to be clean and uptight. But once you have that in the bag, right? Maybe within season one, or if you don't go by seasons, maybe by episode 15 to 20, you're going to know what the cadence of your show is. AKA stick to the cadence. We've been Monday every single week for 61 weeks. And and the guests are now Rob Deerdick and Tony Robbins. Whereas before, I mean... That's incredible, man. Oh, thanks, buddy. Um, That is crazy. We got to bring them to your show. But really, it's like that was the... The secret sauce was like, you cannot, it's not even about giving up. I think that's so flaky to say, or so cheesy to say. It, it's just about knowing that you're going to be in it for a little while. So stay consistent. We've had listeners that were like 55 people, you know, and now we're in the thousands. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and you guys can get there faster than I ever could have imagined. But now for me, I was like, well, 
I don't care. I knew I was building something, but knowing... I think when people start podcasts, and if you're listening right now and you want to start one, it's not even about like who the hosts and guests are sometimes. It's like, what's the quality of the conversation? And I have a good conversation mm-hmm. with anybody. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. That's how we're friends. No, for sure. And it, that's like, yeah. you, you, you just bring that to the audio format of a podcast, whether you're recording on Riverside or Zoom or Google, whatever it is nowadays, just like literally make sure it's quality shit and the people keep coming back. Everyone, yeah, everyone wants to hear a good conversation, good quality conversation. Mm. And consistency, as they say, is key in success. So I think anything you do in life, if you stay consistent, yeah. I mean, I think you're bound to do well. But that's, I, those are like great points though. When we started our podcast, we were a little nervous. We didn't know exactly what we were getting into. Yeah. We were like- We had know, no idea what we were doing. <laughs> we had no idea. Luckily for our producers, you know, they, they really, I mean, they've, they're like the muscle of our podcast yeah. for sure. Yeah, we've been really fortunate, but yeah, we've had like fun guests uh, like yourself. And I think just our conversations, what's been key so far. Mm. You mentioned, uh, so you mentioned a couple of names there. Um, and you honestly, you've got, you've got, you've had quite the list of, uh, of guests, star studded guests for sure, who have been um, some of your, you know, your favorite people that you've been able to interview um, on your show. Well, outside of the two of you. Besides, besides us. <laughs> Yo, I don't even know. You know, the best part about podcasting is that these episodes go nowhere. So if I wanted to listen to David Archuleta's episode, who's one of my favorite artists um, from American Idol, mm-hmm. yeah, I could do that tomorrow. And the coolest thing is that I think as a host and as your producers who are so great, Red, Double D, like Red with two Ds uh, and Emma you know, you, you guys have the opportunity to like produce quality conversation that goes nowhere. You know what I mean? Meaning like those are evergreen and you they'll stay on the platforms for as long as you want them to till you delete them. We've actually had to delete one. I'm not going to disclose who that was. And that's just, that's the beauty of podcasting. So um, to answer your question, I don't know. <laughs> there's 61, probably more than, because we've had episodes where there's two guests like the two of you. Um, yeah. All of them. I have to say all of them because even when we were chatting, you get to know people and you get to have their stories inspire other people. I mean, back to the mission statement, again, like anybody who wants to launch a podcast or for you guys to continue this, and I know you will because it's just, not that it's easy, but it's it's doable, right? It's very manageable to do a podcast. Um, But when you think about doing this, if you have a mission statement, and you can like groom it as the as the seasons go on. Every season, which is for us, every quarter, I change the bash, uh, mission statement. And it's, I haven't changed it this time around, but right now it sits as uh, the Men of the Hour podcast aims to drive social impact and positivity through the narratives of today's most influential men. Memorized, done, because it took me three fucking weeks to make. But that alone <laughs> keeps in mind that like every podcast is going to be so different and it's going to be driven by the guest's story. And that's why all of them, I think, have been my favorite. You're so innovative, man. Like, you're so creative. And I, I kid you not, I talk to Peter about this all the time. I don't think I know anybody that works harder than you. And it's it's really inspiring. Oh, like, dude. you are on the grind. And I mean, it's like the other day, like, Peter was like, hey, man, would love if I could get a review from you, you know, my book. Read it. Let me know what you think. And what I would have did, I, I would have gave Peter like two sentences. It was great. It had great colors and pictures. Your ass wrote a novel of, a, of an interview. I'm like, that, that Dude, you're the man. That's, that's Justin. Like, Justin goes above and beyond. And uh, with everything you do, where, where, does that, where does that work ethic come from? Yeah, where does it come from? Uh, they say, honestly, I kind of want to cut you off right mm. there, Justin. I, and you're Japanese, right? Have yeah. Japanese? 
They say the Japanese are the by far the hardest working people. Have you have you just always been like that? Yeah. I knew I was never going to be like the 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 fast one. So for let's take it by category. Sports, music, uh, uh school and I don't know what else, like good looking. I was never going to be the 10 out of 10 in any of those categories. I just knew it. That's not a bad thing. I don't think half of us are. But I always knew I would outdo everybody in the room with my work ethic. And I've been growing that since like fucking middle school. I mean, we hear it from the most successful people in the world. 5 a.m. club, why do we wake up at five? So everybody that's like still sleeping, we're going to get ahead of them. Duh. But also it's like, you're going to outwork people just by like, knowing why you're getting yourself into that particular type of work. Podcasting, for example, like, okay, who else can say they've been 61 weeks straight? I don't even know other, like, I don't know, right? I don't really do competitive intel anymore. I did for the first two months and then I stopped listening to other podcasts unless it's like Jay Shetty on Justin Baldoni's and stuff or your guys' pod. Like, I'll do some, but uh, I mean, the work ethic is is something that I think people have to like own. Here's one thing I was going to bring up with the two of you actually, not to like flip the script. So when you think of like, working hard and like doing shit that you love. We talked about this on our podcast. We talked about friendship and and living in the city and all that stuff. But ultimately, like you guys love what you get to do. I do too. And that's like the secret sauce to being successful or being happy. All the things that people want in life. But I think you have to also know what you're signing up for in turn so that you can keep going down down that road. Yeah, no, I mean, it's inspiring. And yeah, I mean, just example from, from your review, I, that was just incredible. I, I didn't get anything even close to that, you know, from, from Dusty. I'm not going to call, call him out here. But, um, actually, I'm still waiting on a review. <laughs> I got to give my review. Damn it. <laughs> There's the call out. <laughs> I'm like, all right. I got to see what my roommate's bringing me here. I'm doing it today. I'm doing it today. I promise. It's going today. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm not, so no, man, it's, it's inspiring. And it's something cool. I think that, um, you know, you, I think embody, you know, a lot of what like a, a state, like a, in my opinion, you know, a typical New Yorker kind of is, I think we even kind of talked about this when we first met and just like, it, there's very, just, um, similar minded people that come to the city, the city attracts those kind of people. And, you know, yes, there's, it's, it's a go, go, go city. Mm. It's very, very busy. Um, but just, you, I mean, you can just see it. Like you, you kind of are who you surround yourself with. Right. And, your your work ethic and just your your drive and your motivation is extremely inspiring and um it's just it's great to be around it inspires me Justin, do you, because I think I struggle with this sometimes, and sometimes you just have to be on all the time or when you're out and about, and I know sometimes I just don't want to be on, and sometimes I'm just like, fuck, I just, I don't really want to talk to anybody, I don't mm. really want to be social, I just kind of want to, how, how does that feed into you and your career, and honestly, just your personality, because you have the personality that I feel like you're, you're just always on, you know, yeah. so how does that, how does I used to think that about the two of you as well. I was like, how do you even manage that? I don't know. For me, I've always thought to myself, if I if I sign up to be the host or the face of something, or if I sign up to interview people who are of high profile, like the two of you or anybody that's been on the podcast, in turn, you do want to kind of have that reciprocate on the back end as well. Meaning, just because the interview is over doesn't mean that it didn't 
continue to inspire me or continue to make me smile and laugh and stuff. I used to always say like the secret weapon to to, to a successful conversation is going to be your smile, uh, your laugh, and then something that makes you feel like somewhat emotional so that you know that you're fucking human. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I, it, but I'm always on. I don't really know. I mean, I get my eight hours of sleep, but you should see it. But like when I wake up, for about the first like two hours between like anywhere from 5 a.m. to about 7 a.m., I'm like doing Justin. Those are my hours to myself. So when people are like, you're always out, you're always like going to client things and now your clients are your friends or you're like interviewing celebrities, but now you're hanging out with them. And like, there's all the, of course, like social media is like what, like a branded glorified portfolio of nothing but show off shit. But like, I think all of us do a really good job at being like social and showing that we are having a good time. But then, you know, if we're ever asked questions, I'm like, are you really that way in person? I get to say fucking yes, and y'all do too. But then I think it's like I've spent so many years practicing this uh, this this art of gratitude and positivity. I mean, you said this on my show. It's like there's always the option to be positive and happy with your life. And that allows me to get energy. I'm also super fucking extroverted. So like I do, I know nothing else. I actually sat on that airplane for five hours getting depressed because I just, the lady next to me was sleeping. <laughs> the lady to my right was like fucking picking at her toes the whole time. I was like, I don't really want to make friends with her. But I'm just like sitting there like, wait, I need to talk. I wanted to talk. And, and it was, it, yeah. but anyway, knowing that about myself, I think if you're, on the opposite end of the spectrum, if you're quite introverted and you you need to like recharge. I have a friend who said that to me. He's a comedian and like he needs at least like two days to recharge before he goes back out to like one lunch. It just depends. But it, but you uh-huh. knowing that, I mean, listen, we're all like, uh, what do you say? We're all not, uh, what are they? Um, something creatures. We like to be creatures, creatures of, habit. of habit. And so like you need to get in a good routine of what your energy looks like going outward. Because like no one knows. I have to sleep eight hours to be like this. But I don't... Here's another thing I was going to say and then I'll end on this thought. I never feel the pressure to be on. Never. Are you kidding me? I've been in like client meetings, Ooh. presentations. And then in the in this world, I've been hosting things and like standing on red carpets with big flashy lights or whatever. I never feel the pressure mm-hmm. to be on because I chose a job that is my personality, if that makes sense. So that's another thing people can do. So you never have to be on, and which is a good point. I think that's actually a good point too because I don't know. I try to be genuine. You know, if I am not feeling like, as we say, on, I could be still me and Dustin mm-hmm. and just express that. Like, I'm just being yeah. real. You know, I'm just, guys, I'm just low energy You'd be today, doing yourself but, a disfavor yeah. by not checking in with yourself to know when you're going to put... Yeah. I guess if you want to flip the switch on, go for it, or like put yourself in other people's um, uh, energy. Something else I was going to say was like people nowadays, if we all had the thought process that this is my world and you're living in it, we would be selfless about this, like whatever you're embarking on. It sounds very selfish to say that, but I've turned it into this thing where it's like, this is my world and everybody else is living in it. Therefore, I need to respect their time and energy. So when they're in my space, I'm going to give them nothing but positivity, reassurance, whatever they need, you know? Because then I'm going to get what I want. I mean, that's like, that's that's been yeah. my crack code for like ever, you know. Get everybody else what they Love want that. first, and then you'll get what you want twofold. Yeah, I'm definitely. Uh, I'd say on the on the opposite side of that spectrum, I definitely have. And people don't believe it. Like I, I always say that I'm definitely a lot more introverted than than people want to give that want to actually admit I am. Mm. Um, but I think that's like for me, you know, being able to fly and go on trips too. Like that's the kind of time I use to just kind of, you know, detach and just like be, have Peter time and, um, you know, a good two, three day trip. That's like my way of recharging. And 
you know, I guess, yeah, my personality isn't so much like that. So I, I do feel, you know, Dustin and I have talked about it. I do feel the pressure to have to kind of be on sometimes. And if you're not, um, you know, it's a little stressful or whatnot, mm. but yeah, man, you're, you're perfect for this. <laughs> you, know, you got, you got so much to give. And but I'll also be the first motherfucker to call you guys when I find that you're not doing so well. We'll, we'll figure out ways. Cause it's not like when people say on and social, it's like, you don't have to be at a party or you don't have to be at somewhere, nowhere. You don't have to be at the Brooklyn Mirage. It's like, there's other ways that you could like we can go to like uh restore and do cryotherapy and sit down and take a nap with leg compressions on Let's do all it that. this week honestly you know what i mean like there's so many my body is hurting. oh Let's dude cuz you're you're running <laughs> 10 miles every other day you know Let's do that you said it let's do it <laughs> hey are you doing the uh, new york city marathon you you dustin right not me hell no 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 are you are you He's doing asking it? You. oh hell no you run i run you, a lot run. i just run for like I get a runner's high and that kind of kicks my day off. Even before any workout, I will always run a little bit. But my friends have asked me to train with them. So I've been training a little bit, like half marathon for the New York City one. You should just run one, man. <sighs> hey, yeah. if I'm doing it, dude. Oh, you you're got, doing you it. Do it I didn't us. know you were doing it. I know. I, oh, I got, I'll do I it with con- you. Convinced into this, this. Kid's got, this kid's got no training in so far. Yeah, I was going to say, dude. <laughs> that's not true. Maybe that's what we do. We'll do like a small no little training, training session. Like, <laughs> what about half marathon? We'll do a half marathon. That's 12 miles, right? That's nothing. Yeah, I'm just going for it all. We're going full we marathon. We should do our own little. We should do our own little marathon, uh, half yeah. marathon, or five k training charity. See, you're. That's why I love you. I feel like if I want to put together an event, I'm partnering up with you. Uh-huh. You can help get that shit done. Like we need to do like charity balls events. Oh yeah, and we'll get everybody stuff. involved. We'll get like um, there's some celebrity auctioneers you know here. You know everybody. Yeah, y'all, let's do it. I'm down because it's like when you have an event with purpose. I think it's so fun to produce, don't you think? You get some money made 100%. for charities. You get all these cool people together. Wait, speaking of events, really quickly, don't you guys feel like in New York City? Um, People are more hungry, not for events, right? Like we know we're hungry for events. I was going to say that. But people are hungry for like something that's not dinner drinks or like a random blah, blah, blah. Like I think of you guys and I'm like, I would I would want to like be in a helicopter. I would want to jump, bungee jump off of the Brooklyn Bridge. I would want to like maybe do oysters, but on a boat. Like it's like you, I'm tired of dinners and drinks. And I think people... Just the standard, same mm-hmm. old, same old. I'm yeah. over the same old, same old, the same bars, same clubs. I don't actually. I haven't even been to a club in New York. I'm kind of. You don't really want. To. I mean, they're clubs. overrated right now, but maybe next year. Yeah, but like what you said, there's so much to do in New York. So I just went to the Edge last week, last yeah. weekend. I think it, it. Wow, just little. It's so. There's so much. You I can think do New Yorkers New York. have to take it out of their head that those things are touristy. Let's be real. Like, just go. I have nothing. I have nothing wrong though with being a tourist. In my in my city, like nothing, nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I lived in Chicago for eight years, and I loved every year doing touristy shit. Yeah, like it, it was like my most favorite way to appreciate my city, to see my city, and I don't know. I, you're going to meet so this. many cool people that way too. I mean, you guys are a little bit more introverted, yeah. so you're not going to look to your right and be like, "Hey, like, nice to see you." But but I would do that for us so that you guys, so we can all in turn. I think <laughs> when you're running around with tourists, these people are coming from fucking Bangkok and 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 France, and I'm like, "Wait, what do you do?" She's like, "I'm an exotic dancer." You just never know. That was an example. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh my god, I was on the edge with an exotic dancer, and then boom, you make like a cute little TikTok or reel out of it, and like boom, done. Boom, 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 boom. All right, so when's the uh, when's the spinoff for uh, Women of the Hour coming Ooh, out? I wish I could. To be real, and I'm just I'm just gonna be one of the most transparent motherfuckers. That name is trademarked all over spa podcast platforms. I did my research. We were going to I had Women of the Hour, women, yeah, or sorry, women 
yeah, however you say it. And, and not, well, let me not be rude about that. Women of the hour. I've, I've been corrected so many times. We did an Instagram live. So another thing for anybody who's listening um, with, with, with like spinoffs, it doesn't have to be another version of what you're doing or like rendition of on the same platform and the same type of production. I think people should get more creative. You know what I mean? And we did, uh, it's mm-hmm. funny, we're talking about podcasting two weeks ago or like a week and a half ago. I did a live room with podcasters. I was like, I'm going to do like an Instagram live uh, with Rob Deerdick and Chris Bernie's company. And we're going to call two guys that have been on the men of the hour who have podcasts. And we're going to, just like we're doing, talk about podcasts on Instagram live. Oh my God, the number of impressions from like four different accounts is so dope to see. So we did that with Women of the Hour. I did it, it was called Women of the Hour Live. First one was with Rebecca Minkoff and Lindsay Arnold, who are like friends from like past time. And then, uh, not that they're dead, knock on wood. But then the second one was Aaron Lim and Jamie Chung, who are now again friends because like, it's just like the type of conversations we had. It was about woman empowerment and, uh, and, and continuing the conversation about like appreciating women. And I remember mm-hmm. when I called their teams and then I called Lindsay personally and, and Aaron and I was like, wait, so like, well, just do this with me. I don't know. I think your fans could use it. I think you guys can like do something that's on Instagram and it's not like an official TV hit. Like you guys are used to it. You go on TVs and digital shows all the time, but like just an Instagram live and the, the, the ways that these women had jumped on Instagram live with like, some of them had no makeup. Some of them were in like tank tops and hats. That's how people want them. They want them live. They want them raw. So that was the specialty in that. We'll do some more as, as the months go on, but I just got to wait for the right lineup. I think we're trying to get Kiki Palmer and some other Daniela Monet, who's a friend. We're trying to get them on, but it's like an Instagram live series. I like that. You know what? You know what I think would actually be really good? You would probably be perfect for it if we wanted to set this up. Pete, uh, remember we've been watching Interrupted, Uninterrupted on HBO with LeBron James and he yeah. has like all these different celebrities. The barber, barber, yeah, yeah, yeah. barber shop, shop. Yeah, it's the shop. And they just have just great conversations about, and they're all from like different, they all have like different backgrounds. Mm. Just artists and athletes and comedians. And it's just, everyone has a little bit of a different background. They just have it, But it's iconic, like the people... In that yeah. room, it's it's it, it's pretty special to watch and just like listen to them talk and have a you know cool conversation. Yeah. Why couldn't we do that here in New York? Just iconic people in New York where we just had conversations, people from all different backgrounds, all different areas of New York, mm. and just sit down and just have conversation. Yeah, that's a good idea, Justin. So you 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 you're by you're your own host. You don't have yeah. a co-host at all. I thought about calling show, right? one of y'all before you launched yours, but you launched yours. Um. <laughs> <laughs> How has that been? Because that's obviously a whole different dynamic than, you know, what Dusty and I do. Like, mm. is it, do you feel a pressure about, you know, being by yourself and having to kind of, you know, pull it through sometimes just on your own or what's that like? I don't know. Maybe it's not pressure, but there's definitely like added um, weight on the shoulders, which is pretty much pressure. So fuck that. But yeah, sometimes, I mean, yeah. it depends on who the guest is. Like Andy Grammer had this whole, like there were like 15 people on his Zoom call when I logged in. I was like, Hey, Justin here. Hey, from Men of the Hour. And <laughs> and when, when Andy Grammer was just doing like 50 interviews in one day, I was like, oh my God, I have him for 15, da, da, da. But I don't think it's abnormal in this business of reporting, hosting, and um, anchoring maybe too. But I mean, you're used to it, I think, after going through J school, like journalism school in college, you, you have to do everything on your own. And this podcast wasn't a solo idea. It was a solo idea at first, but I had some pretty good people at the beginning of it who still are with me now. And, you know, they may only do the content. They may only do like, you know, some of my assistant type stuff, but I don't really, 
the nervousness is gone, which is the best feeling in the world. I think if you can get over any type of like nervousness or anxiety about what you're doing, especially when money's on the line, the second sponsors start putting dollars on your podcast, it's a business. You know, some people don't Mm -hmm. realize that. And then aside from sponsorships, like these are people I always tell, I think I told you guys this at the end, I'm getting in the habit of telling people or giving my thanks to people and letting them know that I appreciated their, uh, that they trusted me with the conversation, their name and brand, right? Because like so many times, I think these people are getting into Zoom calls, especially now that everybody's remote and accessible, but people are getting into these conversations not knowing what they signed up for. So I always send like a run of show. With you guys, I didn't have to, um, but like Tom Bilyeu, Andy Grammer, Gabriel Iglesias, I would send a massive run of show. Here's the talking points. Here's the breakdown of questions. I've highlighted some parts that I think we should take out, but let me know if we can keep them. These are conversations I would have leading up to the podcast recording. And most of the time, the talent didn't mm-hmm. know, but it was appreciative. And I'll never forget Tom Bill, you saying like, dude, you have it. He's like, you're 25 and you fucking have it because you sent me a run of show. And when I was looking at it, he was like, you knew what this podcast was going to be about. And I appreciate you giving us a heads up. He didn't read it because he trusts anybody who hosts, but you'd be, you'd be right. surprised out of the millions of podcasts that are airing daily and, and nightly. It's like some people just like click, click record and go. I mean, you guys are very well prepared and really, uh, executing this one really well. Not to say that live, I should have said it after, but whatever. I don't really care. And, and you know what I mean? Like it <laughs> takes a lot to, to do that. Thank you, man. Appreciate that. Well, um, what, so for you, you literally do all this on your mm-hmm. own, right? You're your producer, you're your editor, you're your host. For people that are interested in possibly getting into this this field, just want to just like lay it out like exactly like what you do, like what program yeah. are you on? Like what, how are you doing this all by yourself and making this actually work? It's actually simpler than people think. I didn't know half of the technology Red and Emma were talking about, which is insane. You get a good microphone, especially right now. Did I think about going in a studio? Did I pitch my show to iHeart? Yes, of course. I want the legit thing. Maybe not till 100 episodes in, maybe not till 200. I don't even know if I'm going to go past 100 episodes. But until then, I think it was like those two months that I mentioned at the top of the show with uh, June, or I guess it was July and August 2020, research. Go on fucking YouTube and just type in like podcast starter kit. Uh, uh, plugging a Shure microphone in and what it takes to use a cloud lifter and a whatever this is called. I don't even know. Red, you probably know. Uh, it's called a, for a focus right. So I walked over to B&H and I just bought equipment. Equipment that I knew was going to mm-hmm. work. Did I test it in B&H? Yeah. Hell yeah, you always got to test your equipment. So like that, I knew I had a really good quality um, camera with my MacBook Air. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I don't really need to go buy a whole like 4HD or 400K camera and all this other stuff. Plus I wanted to stay remote. I've been doing half of these interviews in like LA. I think I did one in Tennessee over Christmas. So I needed to just have a computer, my Shure mic, the adapter pieces that go in with the XLR cables, and these headphones, and maybe a ring light, because it's a podcast. You yeah. guys know this. It's not like you're going to put this. I mean, we do the video content too, which is actually a whole other story. But first, with the podcast, yeah, what, what do you use for editing? Oh, God, just the Adobe Creative Cloud. So if anybody's listening, it's like Adobe Creative Cloud has like Photoshop, Lightroom, InDesign, and After Effects. But there's this video editing software called Premiere. I've been using it for like, what, six years now? But I've always known how to do some of this hyper-editing stuff or pulling the audio, stripping it, putting it on Audition, which is another Adobe Creative Cloud platform and like adjusting the volume and changing the channel levels, especially if the other person's audio is shit. You know what I mean? So, Well, guys, I think you heard it here first from the, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Jay Craw. <laughs> you guys are interested. He's, uh, he's proof you can do this. You know, obviously we... 
we're very lucky to have Red and Emma. I think we'd be a little lost, you know, without them. But oh, we would have crashed and burned. It would have been <laughs> would have been a wrap without them, honestly. One hundred percent. Well, dude, this has been awesome, man. This has been great. Just uh, picking your brain and and seeing what makes Justin Justin. Uh, you truly do are a, an amazing inspiration. You're a great friend. Um, you know, very very happy that uh, we met when we did, and uh, look forward to what the future holds for you, man. And uh, I'm excited for you. You got a very very bright future, and I know you can't wait to you know get back at these red carpet events and. Um, all that stuff with NBC, it's going to be good. So I'm happy for you, man. Oh, I love you, boys. Yeah. Where can uh, everyone find you? Nowhere. I'm staying off the... I'm staying off the radar. <laughs> he's, he's off I'm the grid. I'm off the grid. No, I, I just use Instagram. I'm off everything else. Uh, I don't even have TikTok. Everybody's like, you don't have a TikTok? I'm just on Instagram, Justin Crawford TV, like television, Justin Crawford TV. And then the podcast is just Men of the Hour. M-E-N of the Hour. Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber. And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music and powered by ACAST. Our producer is Red Yoakum and our associate producer is Emma Martins. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Send your voice memos to btc at redrockmusic.com. That's btc at reddrockmusic.com for your chance to be featured on the show. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcasts. See you next week. Thanks for listening and sign up for our membership program to become a honorary third roommate. Join now for $3 per month and enjoy the episodes ad-free. Click the link in the episode description so you can move in.